This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life, love. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Hello, welcome to another edition of Club Shay Shay. I am your host, also the proprietor of Club Shay Shay, and the guy that's stopping by for a drink and conversation is none other than NBA champion, Meta World Peace. Meta, how you doing today, bro? Everything's great, man. Thanks for stopping by. Well, I did shortchange you on a couple of things. NBA champ, yeah, yeah, yeah. defensive player of the year, all-star, all-NBA selection. Yeah. So what have you been up to lately? Um, yeah, man, just like your kids is in college, man. Right. So I've been really busy with that. You know, I got four kids in college at the same time. Hold on. You have four kids in college. Yeah. You didn't, you, you didn't think about spacing it out a little bit? Like, well, okay, get one out of the house and get the other one out of the house. You got them all out at the same time. Well, well my, first, my first daughter, she didn't go to school for four years. Okay. So then she went back. Right. And then my youngest is about to go to college. Okay. So my two middle ones are in college. Right. So now they're all in college at the same time. Okay. You, know, so. you started an app called X versus X. Can you, tell, can you tell the people at home a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's an app where people can get exposure. So if you're trying to find a basketball game, you know, to play in a meaningful basketball game. Because right. when you go overseas or even the NBA, you can say, I played in the Drew League, I played in the Rucker. Right. And they're going to say, well, that's not really nothing. That's not real ball. Right. So we try to manufacture competitive games right. where you're going to get better, get exposure, and try to become like a pipeline right. to NCAA, NBA, right. overseas and have a great time. What if it's not, what if you're not at that level? What if you just want to get a good game, get yeah. a good sweat in, yes. and you're really not trying to get to that next level? Is that available also on this app? It's available because you, as a basketball player, when you go to the gym, you need somebody to play with. Right. So if you just want to get in shape and compete, this is the app to go on. Okay. What about you? Are you been playing any basketball lately? I know you were you used to go to Equinox a lot, 24-hour yeah. fitness. Obviously, during the pandemic, there was none of that was available. So what have you been doing to, you know, keep your basketball game sharp? Yeah, I've been playing a little bit. With COVID, it was like a little tougher, but right. I've been playing a little bit. And uh, I would say like twice a month I play. Okay. Yeah, but I'm trying to get back the, the love. Right. <laughs> Are you going to do anything with the big three? Yeah, I'm going to play in the big three. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, training camp yeah, about to start. You talk about you playing play a couple times a month. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's, it's just like when Mayweather fought, you know, you know <laughs> Logan, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't necessarily have to train. <laughs> right. Because it's different because it's half court. You it's probably court. need to pick up the intensity if you were playing full court basketball. Yeah, for sure. And we got a lot of other, we got young dogs on our, right. on our team. Steven Jackson's the head coach. Right. So we got dogs on the team. So, so you said you used to go to, I, I know you used to go to Equinox a lot. Yeah. You play. But you really try not, you are, you're really out there playing, trying to drop 34 on some 50, 60-year-olds? At Equinox, I go in at Equinox. I just don't like playing against people that's much better than me <laughs> or stronger. Right. <laughs> yeah. So when you play the, so when you play the guys that just coming in and say, man, you know I had a great game today. I played against Metal World Peace. Yes. You're really trying to punish those guys, huh? Not like physically, but yeah. I'm definitely trying to swag on them. You know, oh, so you try to put jumper. 40 points on them? I'm for sure trying to put 40 on them. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I love going to Equinox. It's some, a lot of them, it's very competitive. It'd be fights yeah. in that gym <laughs> sometimes. You grew up in New York, Queensboro. Yeah, Queensbridge. Queensbridge. Yeah. Queensbridge. One of your best friends was Lamar Odom yep. and I think Elton Brand. Yep. So you saw Elton, not Elton, excuse me, you saw Lamar Odom just fight exhibition, mm -hmm. boxing match mm -hmm. against Aaron Carter. Right. You down for something like that? 
If it's Aaron Carter, yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if, it's been, if it's Ben Wallace, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Aaron Carter already got plenty. Yeah. Now you, so, so if we do a celebrity, we do a celebrity boxing match, or we do an, a, an exhibition exhibition boxing match. Who do you like to be paired against? All right. So nobody my height or bit bigger. Got to be somebody at least five inches shorter and, and about a hundred pounds lighter. <laughs> and then, so that's like you trying to get an easy. I'm trying to get an easy one. <laughs> I don't want to get punched in my face. <laughs> So, it, it, I mean, did you, did, obviously, we all fought growing up, yeah. but did you, did you, like, box, did you do, uh, professionally, did you go train when you uh, was playing basketball? Did you train in the gym as far yeah. as boxing and doing, hitting the mitts or anything like that? But my dad was a boxer. My dad from Philly. Okay. From West Philly. Okay. So everybody fighting out there. Right. So he was a boxer, and I loved it, but he kept it away from me. Right. He didn't want me boxing because he didn't want me getting hit. Right. So he always kept it away. You know, he would go training. I'm like, Dad, where are you going? You know, he only taking me to the basketball court. <laughs> you know, I was like, Dad, you know I love boxing. Take, right. me to the, take me to the gym. But he would never take me to the gym. So did, when you were growing up, obviously you mentioned that your pops was a boxer, fighter. Did you want to actually, like, do professional? Or did you always know, you know what, basketball is my calling? Did you always want to play basketball? Or did you think about doing, you know, professionally fighting? Yeah, I did want to fight professionally. And... I knew it was going to take 10 years. I watched boxing so much, and my dad. Right. So I was watching boxing, and then I was getting in trouble a little bit in the league. Right right after the brawl, right. my dad set up a call with me and Angelo Dundee. Okay. Muhammad Ali, when Angelo Dundee was still here. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe before. And then um, Angelo was going to start training me. Right. And then we had a plan where I was going to turn pro at about 35. <laughs> so I was going to just train for like 10 years. Right. Get into it, right. ease into it, and then I retire, go pro. And, um, but then when the brawl happened, I was going to announce at that time that I'm going to turn pro after my career's over. Right. But when the brawl happened, I was like, I didn't think it was the right time to be announcing. Right, 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 I'm right. Gonna, I want to fight. Right. So I just like, I just kind of just said it's over. I'm not even thinking about right. fighting. Yeah. What type of fighter you thought you would, you, so you know you yeah, had to yeah. fight heavyweight, right? For sure, for sure. For sure. I don't know, Metal. I mean, you know, normally guys that fight, they start <laughs> at a very young age. Not Deontay Wilder. I mean, but he's not technically sound, and but you knock everybody out. So, 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 so you, so, so that's what you expect. You gonna have knockout power you know, like that? I don't think I would have had knockout power. I think I would have had good left jab. I think my jab would have been solid, and I think my left hand so quick where I don't, I would have got in different spots. Right. And my defense was amazing, so my lateral movement was really right. So I don't know how somebody would have timed me. And stay out of my left hand. Stay out, stay out the way to the left so, hand. So, hold on. What, what you, what, what you going to pair with the... I mean, you, you try to give me mashed potatoes, but what you go, <laughs> What else are you going to have with the mashed potatoes? Well, you throwing the jab, okay? You going to throw the overhead right? Well, I, you going to double jab? What interests me most is the uh, jab to the body. Right. Um, jab to the head. Right. Um, and the uppercut. Right. That's what interests me most about boxing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, sneaking uppercut. You know, a lot of guys guard here. Right. And... Canelo can break through it sometimes, right. but a lot of boxes can break through right. here with an uppercut. Right. You know what I mean? But you see some boxes accomplish it. But you do know, understand now, to throw the uppercut, you got to be in tight. You got to be, yeah, you got you to be <laughs> up in there. You got to be up in there. So, so they dig into the body, so you got to time it up just right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to figure it out. Maybe wait to the, fourth, right. to the fifth round, maybe. <laughs> so do you, like, do you like that aspect of it? Because boxing, what people don't understand is that you're in a fight. Yeah. And you have to be, you have to think. You're yeah. thinking your way through it. Okay, he's doing this, he's doing this. This is where, this is my, t I, I got to time this just right. Yeah. How do I walk someone into a punch? How do we, when he throws a punch, I counter his punch? How do I catch him at the right moment? Because, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. in, in basketball, you know, look, basketball is one thing. Obviously, you're thinking. Right, right, right. But there's right, a right. difference between thinking when someone is hitting you in your face right, right, and right, thinking right. when you're running up and down the court. I agree, I agree. <laughs> I, that, that's very true. I think, though, I think where I would have benefited from right. was, uh, my reaction time was like incredible. Right. I, could, I would steal the ball, take the ball, ball be in front of someone. Right. You know, by the time they turn around, I got it. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? And I think like a lot of those instincts, I think it would have translated. Right. If, if I would have trained. Right. I think it would have translated. Because I would have for sure took risks. For sure. Well, you got what to be. To be an exciting fighter, you gotta take risks. You gotta, risk. take, risk. You gotta, take, you gotta risk. take risk. Those are the guys that make the big money that people wanna see. Yeah, because yeah. in order to knock someone out, you gotta take risk. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to give my dad two fights. Like, that's one reason I wanted to train. Right. Because the two fights I wanted to give him, I didn't want it to be like an exhibition. I wanted right. it to be like eight rounds. Right. And um, 
So I you mean, starting out at the gate because normally it starts off at like four rounds. Well, so you, you was going to start out the gate at eight. Well, if I train hard and I fight against someone who's like, not like Deontay Wilder, right? You know, fight against somebody. You wanted a tomato can. <laughs> you know, yeah. same level. Right, right. <laughs> and just to give my dad two fights. Right. I old, but but then like when I got older, and I was actually still going to do it, but then I got a concussion in 2010. Right. Um, when we was, after the, the Cavs game. Lakers against the Cavs. I got a concussion, and I, I actually got knocked out. Right. I hit my head. Oh, and that's it. I'm not. I'm not even thinking about boxing because it's just no. It's not worth it. Right. Because I don't know what else will happen if I get hit. Right. So I just said, you know, my boxing's over. So you're playing basketball. I, okay. You say you got in trouble. What was causing you to get in trouble? Oh man, like, um, you know, a lot of. Well, it came from losing. That that was the main thing. You were a sore loser, huh? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Were you so? I was a so. I was. Oh I was. I was. And then, but and then when you lose, so now you come to the you come to practice, you do something that you shouldn't be doing. Right. Detrimental, and then you're not man enough to apologize. Right. You know when you apologize, it smooths everything out. Right. When you don't apologize, that that's gonna stick with you. Right. You gotta. That's gonna be guilt, right. and you gotta deal with that. And then pile on, right. pile on, pile on. So then you become an introvert. Right. Because you've done so much. Bad stuff. Right. You think everybody hates you. Right. And some people don't even really care. Right. They just want you to apologize. Right. I think that's kind of where it kind of stemmed from. I remember one game, we was in um, the New York Knicks. We played against the Knicks. I let the Pacers. We lost. I take the TV monitor, throw it on the floor. Take the guy's camera, throw the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I know? think they showed that clip. They, they showed that you walk into the you walk yeah. into the locker room. It's just all kind of loss. Right. Was, was, I couldn't really deal with it. So you always so when you did that because the thing was like when I was smaller and I hated losing. Yeah. Uh, me and my brother was playing. It was basically mainly us one on one. Is that my grandmother would always make me go back out and play. She would make me go get the ball because I would take the ball and throw it in the woods or I kick the ball in the hall <laughs> pen and she'd make me go get it. So when you were going through this as a child, what did mm. your parents say? As a child, see my parents wasn't really at my games all the time. Right. My dad started going to my games about 13 years old. Okay. Um, even though he was the one who trained me. Right. So when I was getting in trouble, when, I remember one time I was at, I was eight years, and I was 10 years old. Okay. Playing at St. Joseph in Queens. Okay. The referee called the bad call. I pick up a chair, throw the chair at the ref. Right. I was 10, and the, the ref was a cop too, right? <laughs> so, insane. And then I remember one time at the Boston shootout, I thought I was the best player at Boston shootout. We won a championship. They give the MVP to somebody else. I take all the awards. All off the table and just throw all in, break all in. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't, just, you didn't break your award. You okay. broke up everybody else's award everybody because you won. thought you should have won the award. The MVP. I, I broke everybody. I took mine. I broke everything. <laughs> the Boston shootout. So, so when you're doing this, what did your coach, what did your coach say? Well, you know what? Like at that time, I was playing. I was winning. Right. You know, like high school, 27 and 0 in New York City. Like, right. that's a that cream out dude's bar record. Right. Sort of, right? Like, I was always winning. So, when you're winning, the coaches are like, he kind of crazy. They but, they, yeah, we, but, we but he winning. Right. Um, it was one coach that I had, Kenny Pretlow. And he really screamed at me when I, I got in trouble. I was about 13. Right. And he let me have it. I kind of remember that. Right. And in high school, I got right. suspended 13 games. My coach, Bill Avery, suspended me the first 13 games freshman year. 13 games. Well, so before the season, or you did something during the season? Before the season. How effed <laughs> yeah. up did you did you make a situation that you yeah. get suspended before the season? I got suspended every single year in school education, except, well, yeah, every single year. Um, I, I was fighting in, in a, I was in a Catholic school. I went to a Catholic school. I got How lucky. How you fighting in a Catholic school? I know. I was just got upset, um, and then you know had a little fight, and they said this is the last time. If, that you're gonna ever fight in this school, LaSalle Academy, and they sat me 13 games, right. taught me a big lesson, until I got to the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned like, with your style, you were a physical style player, and back then when you came into the NBA, they allowed that style of play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mentioned about fighting. Did you ever think about MMA? No. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's one sport I don't want to touch. Really? No, I just, I mean, even. Well, if I train for it, right, like maybe, right, a big maybe, right. That's a that's a brutal sport. It's really tough. I'm a, and box, I think boxing is worse on the brain. Yeah. But MMA is like you can get kneed in the face. You got to worry about so many things. Yeah. You got to worry about getting choked, leg, leg strikes. You got to get taken down, armbar choked out. If you get knocked out, you got to hope the referee took the guy <laughs> off you. You you can't really control it. 
<laughs> so, so did you think about, obviously, there are players that come out of the, uh, uh, New York's uh, as far as football. Yeah. Did you ever think about playing football when you were a yes. kid? Yes. I wanted to actually, I wanted to go, I wanted to try to play pro because I was in such good shape. Right. When I was like in my prime. Right. And I would love football. I started watching football in 2005. Metal, <laughs> I never watched football. Metal, you do know it takes more than being in shape to play professional sport. Yeah, right? but the thing is this, football is such an amazing sport. Yeah. When you're watching it, yeah. you want to be there. <laughs> How are you going, you know what I'm saying? So what position were you going to play? I mean, um... You going to well, be a defensive end? You going to be a tight end? Can you catch? Okay, I played football <laughs> on the beach. I caught the ball a couple of times, so I don't know. <laughs> and I was playing quarterback, so I don't, I don't know. Man. I don't know. I definitely don't want to get hit. That's one thing well, I don't well, want. Well, football's out for you. I know, you so know. maybe defense? Okay. Well, yeah, well, you go, I'll be, yeah, I mean, you want to kick, you want to punt. I mean, that's the only way you're probably not going to get hit that often. I think often. maybe, like, maybe playing like. What about linebacker? Can you tackle? I don't want to do linebacker, but maybe like the um. You too big to be. I'm a gonna safety. say the wrong position, um, like a shortstop in baseball. What's that position in football, when you're, you're like, just like, you're stealing the passes? Oh, you want to be a safety? Yeah. You too big. You be too big for that. You think so? Yeah, I know so. How when you played? How much did you weigh when you played? Two sixty. How the hell are you gonna be a safety at two sixty? You gotta know. be a D lineman yeah. <laughs> or inside linebacker. That's but you know I, I could have probably got the two eighty in football. You're going to be a D lineman. You definitely ain't playing safety That's going to be right on the line? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be on the line. <laughs> <laughs> then put me on wide receiver then or something. I'm not trying to be on the Hold line. Hold on, Hold on. As physical as you were. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want to be physical. Nah, I don't want to be on the line. I don't want to be on the line, man. I ain't so you, 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 you like football? Yeah, absolutely. Who's your favorite team? Well, the Jets is my favorite team. And I'm, I, have a, I have a Tim Tebow jersey. And I can't believe that they didn't play him. Like, the guy came to the Jets. Mm -hmm. Give him two games. Like, I bought the jersey. Everybody's, I'm a Tebow crazy. Right, right. You, yeah, yeah. I was one you of those guys. You wanted to see what he could do. Yeah, give him, give him two games. Right. They was like, not even two games. Like, right. let him play. We sucked anyway. <laughs> like, so that was, I was still kind of salty about that. Right. But the Jets is my favorite team. Jets is my favorite team. What about your favorite? Who's your favorite player now? Oh, um, right now? Well, I mean, Brady's still, like, You're killing, killing it. Yeah. You know, and, and that's our era. Right. He's still there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, uh, I would say Brady. There's a story circulating about a pickup game in which you uh, elbowed Jordan in the ribs. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Real easy. What happened? Well, um, all right. So when it happened, I didn't, I didn't leak that story. A gentleman by the name of Sam Smith. Right. Chicago Tribune. He wrote the Jordan rules. He, he wrote the Jordan rules? Yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he did write the Jordan rules. So Sam leaked the story, and then, and then when, the, when the story leaked, the story was, you know, Ron Artest punched Jordan in the ribs. Right. When I read that early in my career in Chicago, I was sick. I'm like, this is who, who would write that? So I couldn't really leave the house. But anyway, what happened was um, we was in a game, and MJ would ask me to come back because I was 19 years old but really competitive. Right. You know what I'm saying? All right. the pros, a lot of pros was in there. Right. And he was like, guard me, guard me. <laughs> and um, so I was still really strong. And at that time, MJ was killing. And he broke his rib. And I broke his ribs. He sat out three months, came back averaging 25. And I was telling people, if it wasn't for those three months off, he would average 35. He was killing them. Right. And you talking about all-stars was in the gym. Because that was, that was the year after he retired, correct? That was one year after, after he retired. Right. And he was cooking. So when I was guarding MJ, I was just like, I can't let him get the ball. And even in my career, I deny everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so MJ, he's so strong, he holds you. Right. So, I, so I'm like, I can't let him get the ball, so I'm get, get your arm out the fucking way. <laughs> and um, my, my elbow hit him in the ribs. Right. And then he went like this, but I didn't know I like hit him right you, in the You ribs. caught him flush. Yeah, I, you know, I caught him. And then he came back down. He was like this. Ah. And he got the ball, free throw line, game over, MJ. Right? Right. And went off like this. And I'm like, damn, MJ is nice. And then the next day, I found out he broke his ribs. Right. And I was like, oh, that's why he was holding Well, who told the story? Well, somebody was in the gym right. said that, you know, Metal World Peace right. apparently punched MJ, which was not the That's story. not how it happened. No, no way. I'm not going to punch my favorite player. <laughs> so you, you go to Chicago. Obviously, Michael Jordan is, is, is God in Chicago. For sure. Yeah. And you don't want to be the guy that, man, I did something to MJ. For sure. Not. What was it like? What was it like going to Chicago, playing after MJ had just won six championships in eight years? 
Well, it, it was incredible, man, because that was my favorite team. Like, M MJ, I would watch his defense when I was a kid. Right, okay. Yeah, his offense was great, but his defense was incredible. He's one of the best defenders ever. Right. On a wing. Yes. Um, and that made me want to be like MJ on defense, and I will always remember that. It wasn't really his offense. Right. Um, I get, then I go get drafted to Chicago, my favorite team. This is like, this is like Trey Young going to Cleveland, LeBron. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, or Booker with Kobe. Right. So then I go to Chicago. I was like, I'm saying I'm competitive. So what I'm saying is I'm going to win a title. Right. Here. Right. Somehow. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to do. And I remember Jerry Krause, RIP Jerry Krause, he would say, Ron, we're going to get number seven and we're going to wipe out the other six. Now, I don't want to wipe out the other six. Right. I just want to get number seven. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but, so, so Jerry Krause, because MJ and all the guys had shaded him, right, he right, didn't right, feel right. he'd get the credit that he deserved. Right, right, he right, felt right. one title with someone other than Jordan yeah, for sure. would mean more yeah, yeah. than those six. Yeah, for sure. And, and you like, I don't want to be a part of that. I just want to add. I ain't trying to wipe away nothing. Well, yeah, he, well, he, he, he got, he had me thinking, we gonna get number seven, and me, I'm like, I'm a team player. <laughs> right. So I'm like, really? So, what? You know, the other six? Uh, okay, this is what we doing. <laughs> this is what we gonna try to do, huh? Right. Let's try to get number seven. Um, and he really wanted me to stay there. Right. Um, he, he, he saw a lot in me. Right. And I, I used to be so discouraged. I was only averaging 11 to 12. Right. And, you know, later in my career, I was at 20. Right. And he said, yo, you're going to be straight. I was so frustrated missing shots. Right. Not winning and, and, and losing 60 games. Right. Breaking stuff in the locker room. And he'd be like, you got to relax. He said, you're going to be great. Trust me. Trust me. He tell me all the time. Right. <laughs> and I, I didn't believe it at that time. So what was what was like playing for Tim Floyd? Tim, Tim was, um, it was, Tim was, uh, he, I think he was a college coach. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. Well, he did teach me amazing tips on defense. Right. I always give him credit. Right. He one of the reasons I was locking people up in the NBA. Right. But then when it came to, and I don't think he had a lot of power also. Right. That's the other thing. Right. He couldn't really do what he wanted to do. And people Jared don't Krause talk about that. Play this guy, play right. that guy, for sure. You're in Chicago. You make a 13-hour drive back to New York. Why? I just needed to be back in Queensbridge. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would go back. We don't have a practice one day. I just drive. I'd be in the, I go to the hood for like 10 hours and then drive back. And this was crazy because I was driving with no sleep. <laughs> I was driving no sleep, but. You know you could have got there a lot quicker if you'd have, you know, flown. I know, I know, I know, man. I would always drive. I was Because, you know, when, when you're 19, I never had a car. Right. So now you're going back to the hood with your car. Oh, yeah. So you want the people to see the wheel. Not necessarily, but it's like I can just drive. Right. I don't have to go to the flight. I can say, hey, you want to go? Let's go. We out. New York City. Right. You know, and I would just go back home, go back to the neighborhood. Right. And just like, you know, I need some type of reality. Right. To what's happening because, like, I wasn't ready for it. Right. Yeah. Well, when you went back to the hood, well, because, you know, everybody, the thing is what I tell people all the time, even though everybody, hey, 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 everybody's not happy. Even though they had the same opportunity, some of them had the very same opportunities you had to exit that. They chose to stay there, and then they hold that against you that you chose to get out. Oh, man, Ron, you acting brand new. You acting different. Ain't nobody coming to me in my, in my neighborhood. <laughs> There's not one soul that's going to come to me. They, everybody happy. You and think so? For sure. Because I, I, I'm a different breed. Right. So in my neighborhood in Queensbridge, if anything you don't like, you, you get out the way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going to be hit. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm coming back home, and... Um, and people just respect it. Like you, right. you bypass everything you think about me because I'm here in the flesh right. every single time. Right. And that's it. Like, and, and, I, and, I, and I show love, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? I you never got a lot of, did, did you have a, a lot of boys? You still got a, uh, guys that you grew up with, you still cool with, you still talk to? For sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, you know, um, and I, I, don't, I don't speak like, I'm not, not, I don't want to be ignorant, but, you know, um, a lot of my friends are locked up and right. I keep in contact. I try to inspire them. You know, I tried to let them know. I'm like, wow, I experienced something different. Right. You, I, you guys got to hear these stories. Right. Like, I got, I'm doing business with these type of guys. I'm right. like, you guys could do it. Like, that type of stuff. Right. That when I, when I look at guys that's in my neighborhood that don't really have a big shot to leave. Right. I look at them like, I, I could have been in that situation. Correct. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Easily, because if I go to jail for something, then. It starts a series of events. Yeah, so I, I, I don't look at. I don't feel different. Right. I feel like 
I want to tell you these stories, and I think you guys can make it if you just focus, you know, or and if you just don't give up, right? You know, and things like that. So, you know, I got a lot of love in the neighborhood mainly because of those reasons. What made Jordan so special on the defensive end? Because I hear a lot of people say you look at him yeah. and he was a lot stronger oh. than what he appeared to be. For sure, Jordan is strong. That's the difference. Between, that's the difference between Jordan and Kobe. R.I.P. Kobe. Jordan. He's a, he, I, I, almost as strong as, like, myself and LeBron. Right. Not quite. Right. But right there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure, like, the guys that played against him would say the same thing. Right. Yeah. If you were guarding Mike in his prime, how would you defend him? For one, honestly, I think... Let, let's just compare it to the greats I played against. Okay. In their prime. Okay. You put Kobe. So, Kobe. T-Mac. Yeah. LeBron. Yeah. You play KD. KD. KD was... All right, so when I caught KD in right. 2010, he was just becoming really good. Right. And you talk about Coach Scott was running all these plays, and I wasn't getting hit with no screens. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm weaving it out. Right. And, K, and all the plays for KD was run and get open. Right. You had, I think you had Ibaka. Right. But I'm getting around all that. Right. And I don't think he was ready for that. Right. So his percentage was way down. Right. And I was happy I had a chance to get rid of him early because there was no <laughs> way I was going to beat him. You know what I mean? So Four or five I, years later. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, but with LeBron, LeBron first game against me, he had 25. Right. And that was, that's when I was reigning defensive player of the year. Right. So I was like, wow, this is crazy. You know what I mean? But I did have some good games against LeBron. Right. So if I can compare it to LeBron or Kobe, right. Kobe might have gave me 40 once. You know, nobody ever scored 50 on me. I don't even think anybody ever scored 44. Only like maybe four times somebody right. got 40. Right. LeBron might have had 40. So if I compare that, I think Jordan was a little bit better maybe than those guys. Right. I think Jordan would have gave me 50 a couple times. Really? I, um, the, reason I, the reason I say that, because even in my prime, he had 40 against us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. When he was old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was old. Right. I was an amazing defender. Right. And Jordan had 40. Right. So my, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Right. So you hear a lot of people say, well, Mike would average 40. Mike would average 50. In today's game, with the rules the way they are, you played in both eras. How many points do you think Jordan would literally average per game? Today? Today. Shoo. More than James Harden. <laughs> James Harden had a CZ average 36. More than that. For sure. Really? For sure. And I, I was at the Jordan era. Yeah. I was in the LeBron, Kobe. Yeah. Duncan. And I was at the tail end. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, 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 sit, I, I played with these guys. Right. I've seen all the three-point balls go right. up. They can't. Jordan would Jordan, no way. Jordan, Jordan would average 50. You believe Jordan would average 50? If he wanted to. Right. Like James Harden wants to average 50. He just can't. He right. Yeah, 38. Right. Amazing. Right. If Jordan wants to average 50, if he was playing his era, I think he averages 50. And this is no disrespect to any of the guys. Current players. That's killing, like right. KD. You know, yeah, all those guys, yeah, uh, yeah, not a lot of guys, Steph and LeBron, LeBron and all those no guys, yeah. Those guys, yeah. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Why, why do you feel that? Because you feel he would develop the three-point shot? Because it's hard to get to that 50 without having that three ball. You look at the guys that look at James Harden. James Harden was probably shooting 10 threes a game. You look at Steph. Steph was probably averaging 10, 12 threes a game. He's making five. So in order to get to that 50 spot, it's hard for me to imagine someone can average 50 on just twos. Well, when you practice... You know, makes perfect. These right. Stephen Curry came up shooting threes. He changed the game for sure. Yes, yes, but yes. For sure, changed the game. But then you get James Harden. Right. He didn't. James Harden didn't come into the league. Right. Shooting like this. Right. Then he started working on that step back. Right. Jordan had a a one dribble, um, full speed one dribble right pull up. Pull up. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what you see Kobe develop. Devin Booker now has that. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant at seven foot right. has that. Kawhi has that in For their sure. arsenal. So you believe Jordan could average 50? Jordan, if James Harden was an amazing player. Right. If he could average 38. Right. What about Kobe? What about Kobe with Kobe? Rest RIP Kobe. Yeah, RIP Kobe, absolutely. Uh, I think in this era, in his prime, yeah. the most he averaged was what, 30-something? Yeah, I think Kobe at 35. 35. Yeah. Um, in this era, Give him an extra five, give him 40. You give him, I mean, at his peak, yeah. I think you could say 40. Because, I, I mean, I don't think James is better than Kobe. Okay. I, am I right or no? Some I people don't, I don't think, Yeah, some people argue that because of his ability to draw fouls. Is that James goes, not this year, but when he was in Houston, he was leading the league every year in free throw attempts. 11, 12 a but ball James, game. But James is amazing getting to the basket. And yes. A, and amazing at the three-point line. Right. Kobe was incredible. All in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? K Kobe don't make as many threes as James Harden. Right. So I'm saying, with that being said, but Kobe can shoot threes. Right. So in this era, you got to, in their prime, you got to say Kobe would average 40-something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. 41, 42. Right. The hand check, because a lot of guys, I hear the older guys says, that's the difference in today's game and the way we play. Yeah. Because they say Jordan could literally steer you where he wanted <laughs> you to go with the hand check. Well, now that's not allowed anymore because everybody wants to see scoring. Right. So do you believe that some of the old guy, guy like yeah, you yourself, yeah, 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 yeah. how do you stop a guy like Steph Curry? How do you stop a guy like Kevin Durant in today's game yeah. when you can't hand check? Well, it's, it's all subjective because the referees don't call it all the time. Right. By the way, so um, the last game, Kevin Durant got fouled on that air ball. Okay. <laughs> they was all on him. Right. And if we can't touch, right. why was why did the why was the foul not called? And Kevin was so tired, he just left the floor. He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to sleep. Right. I keep playing in the playoffs. Right. <laughs> but I think um for me personally, I would have been I would have been amazing in this era because I came at the era when um they took that out. Right. And they had this, you can do this. Okay, you uh, the elbow. You can you ride them with right. that. And then the next year they took it out and said they gotta be here. Right. They gotta be attached. Right. And then the next year they took it out. Right. You know what I mean? And I was and I was I was thriving right. in that era. So I would have been fine in this era, for sure. Do you like today's game or do you like the era in which you played? Oh man. Oh man. I like well, I like I like grinding. I grew up I grew up watching the Pistons. Oh yeah, okay. And the Knicks. Yes. So in my like how Kerry grew up, well how some new player grew up watching Kerry or yeah. like Trey Young. I grew up watching the grind. Right. The the the, the, the Knicks, throwing the bad boy Pistons, yeah. the Miami Heat. So that's our mindset. Right. Our mindset is like, okay, we're going to go to the league. And, oh, if Bill and Bear is still in the league, <laughs> when I get there, I got to yeah. watch out. Right. I remember I went to the hole one time playing against the Heat. And Alonzo Mourning said, I was 19. Alonzo Mourning said, you come in here again, I'm knocking your head off. That's what Alonzo Mourning told me. Right. I went in there again. I was, <laughs> you know, I, I wanted that. Right. <laughs> but, but that's the type of, so when you hear that from Alonzo, it's like, okay. Next game, we got Carl Malone. Right. Carl Malone, arms like bigger than yours. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? I was guarding Stockton one time, and Carl said, get off my point guard. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. this is every night. So, you know, I think um, I love my era. We had one game to, to go to the finals. The score was 71-67. Detroit versus Indiana. That was the score. Right. You know what I'm saying? I missed that era. Right. Where it was just grind, grind, grind. When, but when I look at... Today's game, I think the guys today, I'm not saying they're better. I'm saying they're more skilled. The mm. way they can shoot the ball. Oh. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. We haven't. It's because, you know, you evolve and adapt. Right. Like humans adapt. Right. We, I heard we, we want caveman. We got <laughs> yeah, Now we walk in. Right. And I think um, the mind is so powerful. Right. As we can see, the mind is so powerful. It's the same person. Right. Same size rim, same height. But now we got this guy, Stephen Curry, hitting 11 threes. Right. And this is incredible to me. From 35. From 35. Trey Young, now Trey Young, now Trey Young is just doing it. Yeah. And Damian Lillard is doing that. Right. And now all these guys are doing it. Because you I'm know like, back then, if you, the only time you shot a logo three, the shot clock was running out <laughs> or it was in the quarter to the end of the half. But you ain't pulling that shot with 12 seconds left on the shot if clock. If you shot a logo three and you wasn't Reggie Miller, <laughs> the coach is going to chew you out. If I would have came down, and I was a man on my team, a lot of my teams. If I came down and shot five feet from behind the three, 
Rick Adelman, Phil Jackson, Rick Carlisle, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas. They went to, what are they doing? They're alien. Yeah. And now it's like these guys are just coming down and just. It's, it's, it's expected for them to, uh, to shoot like that. Yeah, it's expected, yeah. Lamar Odom and Elton Brand was on your AAU team. How many games did you guys lose? One. One game. Who beat you? Baron Davis. Hold on, y'all let BD beat y'all. Y'all got three all-stars. Man, we lost the Baron Davis team. I was sick. <laughs> but we beat them in the championship oh, by 20. You? Came back, but he, was, he, he wasn't there. But that team, they beat us, and then we came back in the championship and whew, beat them by 20. Well, well who's on BD's <laughs> team that, that beat y'all? The Collin Twins. He had the Collin Twins. He had a gentleman by the name of Travis that went to UCLA. I forget his name. Travis went to UCLA. Okay. Tayshawn Prince, a young Tayshawn Prince. Okay. Was on that team, I think. Yeah. Only team to beat us. A lot of your career, especially at the end, and even now, you speak of mental health. And just just shed a little light. What was it, the situation that happened, the malice in the palace, was that what really forced you to say, like, something ain't right, something's going on. I shouldn't be behaving like this. It was actually before that. Okay. The malice in the palace was a... That, that was, was a culmination. Um, but th that was like... Um, a, that was a cakewalk. Right. Because, like, from me personally, what I was going through, because the malice in the palace was more of someone who hit me. Right. Right? So that wasn't like nobody was hitting me before. Right. I was just had, I was dealing had with things yeah, internally. You know what I'm saying? Right. The malice, like, I had a reason to go into the stands. Right. And me and John Green, it's cool now, the guy who hit me. Right. With the cup. Right. You know, but, but, but when I laid on that table, I was doing therapy sessions, like, every day. Right. So... Anytime I was getting an issue, like when Ben, when, when I fouled Ben and he pushed me, the first thing I did, they don't show this. First thing I did was like this, apologizing. Right. My bad, Ben. But Ben was so mad, he just pushed me. I didn't get a, I didn't get a chance to be like, my bad, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so I was like this, and, and it's, it's clear as day in the camera. And then when he pushed me, normally I would go back. I right. mean, if I'm not afraid of Alonzo Mourning, right. I'm not afraid of Ben Wilder. Right. And I'm heavier than Ben. Right. Ben too... 40. I'm right. 260. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but um, then I went to the table because I was trying to practice relax. Right. You got to think about this. The, the year before that, we was in the conference finals. Right. Conference finals to go to the championship. Best team in the league. 61 wins. I elbow Richard Hamilton in the face. Game is tied. 67-67. Right. Richard, I elbow him. They call flagrant. Rip hit two free throws. 69-67. They score 71-67 in the finals. And I'm like, yo, this can't be happening anymore. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. I want to win a title. Right. So I'm really, so I wasn't prepared for somebody to throw. But right. everything else I was prepared for. Right. Like, Ben hit me, I got hit, cool, I'm chill. I'm going to go ahead and chill until it's over. But the crazy thing was, there was, it was like five minutes. Like, god damn. Right. So I, I don't really count that, but everything else before that, mm -hmm. I for sure knew I needed to fix myself. And I was. Was this something that, was, that happened in childhood that, that you needed to address that you didn't address and it was just For gradually sure. building and building and building? Yeah. And then when you laid on the table and somebody threw something, that was the crescendo. For that incident, it was. Right. For that incident, it was. But before that, there were a lot of things that happened in childhood. Right. You know, from parents going right. wild in the household. Right. Both parents, I love my parents, uh -huh. <laughs> they wow. Did you, ever, did you ever go to your parents and talk to them about some of the things you were dealing with and some of the things that were impacting you? That was, so that was a, that was a part of the roadmap for my therapy session. Okay, okay. So those sessions happened um, two years later. Okay. We was taking it slow. Right. <laughs> but I did, do, I did therapy sessions with my parents. I might have done some with my siblings, with right. my siblings. Right. Yeah. Are you the oldest? I'm the middle. You're the middle. Ten of us. Right. Yeah. Ten? <laughs> 10, and I got 44 nieces and nephews, and maybe eight or 10 um, great nieces and nephews. Wow. <laughs> you got a big family. Big, big family. So you, 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 you're going through your therapy sessions, you're going through everything, and you're like, okay, I'm in a good place right now. Because you said you were doing this every day. So you felt you were in a good place yeah, good until place. that ice, until that water landed on you. I didn't feel I was in a good place. I felt I was getting there. You was getting there. So just imagine you practicing football, and right. after every practice, you go to a room and do therapy. Right. Right, so Donnie Walsh provided that for me. Right. You know, so I was working on it. Right. With Donnie Walsh, um, NBA was helping me out a little bit. Right. You know, uh, the Bulls helped me out early a little bit. Everybody, they was really right. chipping in. 
um, NBA was like, nobody noticed because it was like quiet. Right. But the NBA was very aware that players are going to need services for right. sure. Right. Yeah. So you even thanked your therapist after you won the championship. Yeah, for you sure. Hit. So Kobe passed you the ball. It's game seven. I think you're up like one or two points. Real three. Real three. <laughs> Kobe passed you the ball. Okay, Kobe's like, okay, give it back. I, I gave no, it to you. I lost my dribble. Now give it back. What's going through your mind? Let me tell you something about Kobe. Kobe. Me and Kobe are very similar. <laughs> He's way greater, but when you talk about stubborn and... Right. All right, so <laughs> one time, I remember we was playing against the um, OKC, in OKC. Uh-huh. And it was a last-second shot in the playoffs to go home. Right. And Steve Blake set a screen on Kobe. Steve went to the corner. Kobe had somebody else to give it to Steve. It was Ambrose. Hit the shot, Steve. He sh Steve tried to air ball. Kobe about choked me. I said, hey, he's wide open. What do you want me to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and he, just, he just kept walking. Right. Know? If it was anybody else, he probably would have been, mm. yeah. RIP my brother Kobe. But um, he know I put a lot of work in. Right. Kobe in the gym early. I'm in the gym late. Right. And that moment, just before that, I was averaging 25. I was killing him. The year before that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he, he trusted me. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, was, he trusted me. And um, in my mind, I want to win. I'm not thinking about anything else. In your mind, you say, man, Kobe passed me the ball to shoot this thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you were thinking. No, in my mind, I want to go up six. Okay. Because we was up three. Right. And I'm like, if I can hit this three, you know, we go up six. This is incredible. Right. If I miss, they, they still got to hit a three. Right. So in my mind, I just get this show with one minute left. Right. So I'm going to just shoot it, man. Like, that's it. If it, it would have shot an air ball, I wouldn't have cared. You know? But you, we, say Kobe, you said Kobe passed you the ball. Yeah, Kobe passed it. I mean, because you know what? That year, I was averaging eight points. Right. And then everybody in the media, everybody's like, man, Metal World Peace, uh, his, he, 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 you know, his career is almost over at 29 years old. How's my career almost over <laughs> at 29 years old? Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just in my prime. Right. <laughs> you know? But I was playing with an amazing player right. at 29 in my prime. Right. And um, I actually tried to get traded. <laughs> I was like trying to get traded early. Right. Because I was like, Yo, there's no way I'm going to do anything else. But, um, but it was a great experience. Right. It was a great experience. But you and, before you and Kobe became close and you guys became teammates, yeah. you guys had a lot of battle because there's mm. video of you and him going back and forth. You were in Houston. Yeah. And, and he, he obviously with the Lakers. Yeah. And you guys are talking. And Kobe asked you and said, oh, you're a comedian now. Yeah. Oh, you're going to stop me. You're going to yeah. shut me down. Yeah. What, what were those battles like dealing with him? Because you basically, you, uh, you got to the league in 99. Kobe yeah. got it in 90, uh, 96. But you guys, up until you guys became teammates. Yeah, yeah. And you probably had some battles in the gym where you guys are going oh, against each sure. other. So what was, what were those battles like? It was very competitive. Kobe's way more skilled. Right. You know, and... And um, I'm, I feel like I'm the best right. every time I walk on the floor. And I know the numbers don't say that, but in my mind, I'm like, there's nobody better than me tonight. Right. You know, and I had big playoff series where I played against Hall of Famers, where I, had, I, right. I showed out. Right. Um, so going against Kobe, he is the best. So in my mind, I'm like, I, I have to win. Like, I have to do something to right. win the game. But I wasn't mentally strong enough, you know, fully right. to just play the game. Right. You know, and accept losing. Right. You know, so it was... But, I, but from, as far as competing, it was good. Did Kobe, like you guys battling, did he ever say, good job after the game? Uh, you, you make a play, you get a steal, you block your shot, you do something, he ever say, good job? Yeah, because sometimes um, you're not going to score on me every single time, right? right? So I'll do something nice on defense <laughs> and be like, <laughs> you know, good job. Right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, it, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Then he would try to guard me in the post sometimes, but I'm 260, right? So it's like... <laughs> you, just keep backing, you just keep backing him down, huh? It's a little difficult to guard me in the post. <laughs> you change your name. You change your name to Metal World Peace, in a, which is the Buddhist term, which means loving kindness. What made you decide to say, you know what? I'm out with Ron Artest, in with Metal World Peace. Yeah, you know, it was um, I was getting into meditation, so right. therapy... That evolves to meditation. Right. That evolves to I feel really good to right. I want to learn more. Right. Um, and then I started learning Buddhism and I right. just I just fell in love with it. Right. And I think I'm gonna change my name like to something I really love. Right. That really because meditation and Buddhism, it gave me some type of control. Right. You know, that I felt breathing and learning. 
it provided the clarity to you that you didn't have it. Yeah, for sure. It was like, this is a great feeling. Right. To be able to just breathe and have clarity and be able to make a better decision. Right. You know, um, and did I you tell like, anyone you, know, you was gonna change your name, or nah, it just came nah. out of the blue? Oh, me and one lady, Heidi. Okay. It was really just up, just me and Heidi. I ain't even really tell my family. Right. Yeah. I so ain't when even you told them, when you when you finally did after you had changed your name, or you told them you were changing your name, what did they say? Everybody laughed because they know I'm they thought, they, they, thought you, they thought you were joking. No, they didn't. They didn't think I was joking. They just knew that you know Ron is kind of crazy. Like he, <laughs> you know what I mean, like that. Yeah. He just like yeah, yeah he gonna do it. We expect, <laughs> yeah, we're not surprised. <laughs> yeah. So you changed the name to Metal World Peace, but did it take people for a while, uh, or do you get upset? Because a lot of times, I mean, you see people change the name, yeah. and people still call them by their original government oh, yeah. name. Do you get upset when people call you Ron? I love it, actually, because that means you know me. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean, so, like the kids, when I first changed my name, changed my name, a lot of kids just called me World Peace. Right. You know, because they grow up, they're right. five years old, oh, World Peace. They don't know <laughs> better, right? Right. And then, um, then New, York, New York City. Old school Indiana, right. that's Ron. They're not even right. thinking about calling me Meta. Right. <laughs> I'm looking at some of the players that you you played with or against. I'm looking at Kobe, Tracy McGrady, Yao Ming, Kyle Lowry, you know, Larry, uh, Larry Bird was your coach, Phil Jackson, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, you, Reggie Miller, Dikembe Mutombo, Derek Fisher, Pagasaw, Elton Brand. I mean. Yeah, very grateful. What coach did you learn the most from? I learned the most from Carlisle. And sometimes I was, I, I, I would rate him the, the best coach I played for. No disrespect to Rick anyone. Carlisle? Yeah, for sure. No disrespect to anyone. Right. I, even though we know the Zen Masters, like, influenced me, impacted me more than anybody. Right. And he's amazing. I learned so much from the Zen Masters. Right. You know. Um, Phil Jackson. I, yeah, Phil Jackson. And I learned so much from Rick Adelman. Right. Um, but Carlisle, because he was coaching every play. Right. People don't like how Carlisle coached, by the right. way. But you're going to be successful. Right. That's the thing. I was mad at Carlisle, and I'm averaging 24. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm averaging 24, and I'm like, Coach, would you stop calling plays? Right. He called timeout quick. Like, it's, once something wrong, so that type of stuff is annoying, but he taught you how to coach right. the game. And I would pay attention to everything that he was teaching, and that's how I was able to be on the floor right. and able to – he trusted me. And What type of coach was Larry Bird? Because we know what type of player that he was. Yeah, yeah. What type of coach was he? Larry, Larry, um, I, well, I wasn't there when he coached. Mm -hmm. I was, he was, he was uh, the general manager. General manager. But he did come down every day. Cause I told him, I said, Larry, I want to get so much better. Right. And um, Larry would come down to the gym every single day and talk to me about my game. Right. And, this, and, that's, and that's also when my, my average went up. Right. Because, you know, and Larry, I was like, Larry, I watched tape, and I was watching tape on Larry before I come back to practice. Right. And I was there every day. Right. Sometimes by myself in the gym. Right. Actually, young James Jones was in the gym. Okay. I was kicking, kicking his butt in that gym. <laughs> every day I kicked James, kicking James Jones' butt. Right. It made him tough. But um, but you know Larry would be there, working on me on my elbow. He got my elbow in. Right. Chuck Person got my elbow up. Up. You know. Right. And I'm working with both these guys. Right. And sometimes Chuck Person would be like. That's great, but I'm here with you every day. Larry just sitting down. <laughs> so Chuck was like, listen to me, because, you know, right. I'll be changing up. I said, no, nah, I'm listening to Larry, too. I'm putting both of y'all up here. <laughs> right. And then my shot was just like, bang, bang. And I was like, man, I, it's the first time ever in my life I had a jumper. Right. It was, it was just crazy. What was it like playing with Reggie Miller? Reggie was, it was, it, Reggie was like, uh, he reminded me of Kobe. Right. Because Derek Fisher was the vocal, the right. voice. Right. And Reggie was like, show by example. Right. Reggie get into the gym at 3 p.m. before a game, which is incredible crazy to me. He's there every day first shooting, before practice, before shoot-arounds he's there, shooting after practice, shooting after shoot-arounds. You know, um, yeah, like really I learned a lot under Reggie. It seems, so when you go play with, and you figure you're like, man, I'm a, I'm a good player, I'm an all-star, one defensive player of the year, and then you go and you are teammates with other great players, mm -hmm. historically great players. Yeah. You look at a Reggie Miller who had the record for the, uh, still currently has the record, well, well, had the record for the most three-pointers, and you play with Kobe, and you see the work they put in. Yeah. What are you thinking? Do you think like, damn, I'm, I'm, I thought I was working hard, but I ain't, I ain't working like that. Well, not really. I don't know many people that work harder than me. Mm -hmm. Really? For sure. Right. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just working on the, the, the game was working on your defense. Right. The cardio. Like, when I was guarding guys, it was mostly cardio. Right. 
You know, I was, I was just outlasting guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was so. But you know, um, Kobe had defense too. Now Kobe had some D now. Kobe, Kobe was probably Kobe was probably one of the only guys that I've seen work as hard as me. When I seen Kobe work, I was kicking myself in the head. I'm saying you. I'm like you let this guy outwork you. That's how. Right. I'm like this guy work extreme hard. This is crazy. Right. He's up at five thirty in the morning, in the gym, and I'm like, this is why you're not a champion. <laughs> right. This is why you're not a champion. Get right. in the gym at five thirty. Right. <laughs> but you had some you. You were a great defensive player, but you had some antics also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you pulled Paul Pierce's pants yeah, down. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what are some of the other things that you did that you didn't get caught? Well, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Oh, man. So, like, after somebody would shoot, right. get him on the elbow. Right. <laughs> I don't know how the ref miss it. Players be like, he hit me on the elbow, hit me on the elbow. <laughs> I, don't know what he's, I don't know what he's talking about, but I don't know how they missed it, but I'll get him on the elbow. Um... And then after that, it was just like outworking them. I just figured if I am I physical, if I'm physical against you, right, all game, you'll be dead tired at the end. Right. And I've seen so, so you're many. So you trying people to wear people down? Wear their ass down. Probably like wear them down. And I did that. That was that was that was my my game plan. And um, sometimes like if you if you worked really hard against right. me, you was gonna run out of energy, depending right. on who you was. Right. LeBron James not running out of energy. <laughs> <laughs> who was your favorite player in the NBA growing up? Uh, my first favorite player was B.J. Armstrong. Okay. Why B.J. Armstrong? Oh, that's the first game I saw. First game I ever saw, Chicago, Pistons, B.J. Armstrong hit a corner three. Right. And I was like, wait, I was like, oh, this is really right. cool. <laughs> yeah. But then Dennis Rodman. Right. Is that yeah. why you wore 91? For sure. I was trying to wear every single one of my favorite Bulls players' numbers. Right. And when I was doing it, I was going to be in Indiana for the rest of my career. That was right. like, what's going to happen. So I was going to have about 10 numbers. <laughs> right? And I was going to have about 10 numbers. So I, I changed the MJ, 23. Right. right. And I play against MJ in his number. Right. I play against him in the shoes. I get defensive player of the year, third team all NBA, all star in my in, in my favorite player's number. Right. Like I it was just it was inc- it was just crazy. Then I said, cool, now I'm going to Rodman. I get I get number one in Rodman, 91 in Rodman. Right. I'm averaging a lot of points and I'm playing just how my favorite not on offensive end, he wasn't averaging 20. Right. But Rodman's effort was incredible. Yes. So then 91, and then next year was going to be Pippen. And then boom, after that, it was just like, you know, my career is pretty much over after that 91. Um, in the end, I was like, I just said, whatever. It was going to be Pippen, the cool coach. Right. And then I was going to go down. You were on the team when the Lakers were trying to trade or they thought they had a trade for Chris Paul. Yeah. Do you believe you guys would have won more championships had you gotten Chris Paul? For sure. Chris Paul is amazing. You know what I'm saying? But I, I was at the L.A. Clipper gym with Chris. So I said, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Right. This is what so happened. So you thought it was a done deal. Yeah, we conversating about this. Hey, yo, let's go. Let's go. Let's right. get this ring. And then, boom, he's not there. And then I'm like, then I see him in the gym again. I'm like, Chris, what the? Uh, I guess I just got to kick your ass now. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, no, Chris is incredible. We probably would have won a title. For sure. You, you believe you guys won a title? Yeah, he was, he was hungry. And he was, on, he was on a well-seasoned team. Right. Bunch of vets. Right. Everybody IQ up here. Adding his IQ. You, I mean, you look at some of the guys that the Lakers have had. Julius Randle, Jordan Clarkston, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Did, did you think they possessed what they possessed, what they've shown since they've been outside of L.A.? Yeah, I mean, I was in the gym with them every day for the last two years, practicing Lou Williams and those guys, and I would play D'Angelo Russell one-on-one a lot. Mm-hmm. Talented kid. Right. You could tell he was still 19. His body was like a baby body. He, right. He knocked needed, and, but you could tell he was a killer. Right. I mean, this kid's tough and just so confident. Right. He's going to be a champion, I believe. And then Brandon, I played against Brandon Ingram one-on-one right. a lot, and Brandon wanted to smoke. Brandon, 179 pounds. I'm older, but I'm 260. Right. And I'm hitting him in the post, hitting him when he going to the basket. And you see how he play? Right. I'm like, this kid go through all the contact. He wants the contact. Right. And I'm like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Right. Corey Brewer might be similar. Right. Slim frame and not mm-hmm. afraid. I mean, I've never seen nobody 180 pounds, just not afraid. Right. And then Julius Randle, we played a lot. I probably worked the most with Julius. Right. I remember he just always moving so fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? So working on his footwork. Things like that. But he got a body like yours. Julius is strong. Yeah. You know, Julius is big and strong, and um, you know, he couldn't really go right all the time. Right. Um, 
moving fast. And then Jordan was, Jordan was like, I didn't know what was going to happen with Jordan because all the focus was on the other guys. Right. It wasn't on Jordan. Right. And Jordan's playing amazing. What do you think the Lakers need to add to win another championship? Nothing. No injuries. <laughs> I love our team. And I'll tell you why. I know we had issues with Schroeder and Dennis. I know we had issues with Kuzma. That's easy. That's fixable. I was at the game. And basically, yeah, they, they stop, worrying. stop worrying so much. Yeah, just, just play the damn game. Don't stop, stop worrying, but, about, but, but, stop worrying but, about so much. But when you look at Kuz, I look at Kuz. I believe Kuz with the Lakers have hit his ceiling. Oh, I, I, I agree he hit his ceiling with his talent. Yes. He could get better, but, you know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But he didn't play to his potential. Right. Which would have helped the Lakers go over the top. Yeah. But what's his potential? I think we have. I, I think we're over-evaluating him because somehow I think we think he has Brandon Ingram potential, or he has Julius Randle, no, and I don't see that. I, I, I don't. I don't believe that. Right. I think he's a great player, but sometimes fans and media. Right. They just everybody's amazing. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's amazing. I'm like right. this guy is not Liber, no. <laughs> but I believe like he could have played better. Right. I think mentally you got to bring your best mentally, and and mentally is confidence. Right. If you're not bringing confidence then you don't really want to win. Right. So I feel like that's fixable. That's easy. Easy fix. So with the Lakers, it's like, I, just no injuries. Right. Yeah, we, we, we'll be good. There's a lot going on with Ben Simmons. Yeah. And his inability to shoot. I don't know. And the, the way I explained it to people, I said there's a difference between not shooting right. and being afraid to shoot. Mm -hmm. Because if you can't swim, that's one thing. You can learn to swim. Mm -hmm. But if you're afraid to, of water, you're not going to be able to mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to swim. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me that Ben is afraid to mm -hmm. shoot. Not that he can't shoot. Mm -hmm. He's afraid. He's paralyzed. Like, oh, it's not going to go in. Oh, they don't foul me. And I'm going to get to the free throw line and everybody going to see me airball the shot. Because I think what happened in the playoffs, that's what you saw. Yeah, and then yeah. you can't have a guy who's the second most important player on your team. Yeah. Six foot eleven become unplayable down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was like, sad. It, it really was. It was sad. And then I, and I was looking at all the comments. I was like, this is sad. And I, fixable. Easy fixable. Easily fixable. But, hold, but you keep saying, people keep saying it's easy fixable. But he, he hasn't, hasn't fixed, fixed it in five, five years. years. Well, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. Right. Because, you know, I do want to be a head coach one day. Right. And I've coached so many different people. And you want to win with what you have. So when you're looking at these players and all these different teams, mm -hmm. And when you're looking at Ben, right, mm -hmm. I'm looking at it as he got butterf butterflies. You probably got butterflies mm -hmm. before you play. I got butterflies every game. Right. I'm not going to tell you I'm nervous, but it was pl plenty of times I was nervous. Right. But you learn to live with it. Right. Right? Like, you know, you run in, the ball's coming, you got to catch it. You don't want to miss it. Right. You don't know if you're going to catch it right. and get a touchdown. Right. Home, what's going through your mind at that point? And I think, like, he has to learn to live with butterflies. Like, literally, game seven in the finals, in the playoffs, in general, right, right. I'm seeing my therapist. Right. Why? Because I didn't feel I was strong enough. Right. I'm going to admit to that. But I want to win. I want to win by any means necessary. Right. If that means I got to go see my therapist, I'm doing that. Right. And that's why I think my therapist. You know what I'm saying? Because game seven, rather than being nervous to shoot, I'm like, we worked on some things. Let's go. Yeah. I'm not worried. This is my opportunity. Yeah, it's fixable. So it's you believe... The you believe is fixable. Yeah, because of what I've been through. Yeah. Does he believe it's fixable? Because it doesn't matter what we believe. That's that the biggest thing. People can say all he can do this, this, and that, and do this and that. What does the individual believe? At this point, right now, I gotta, I gotta say he don't believe in himself right now. Okay. I would. It looks like he don't believe in himself, and you're, and that's really crazy. It's like it's like those um Instagram models. You know, whatever, and they be like, I gotta put more makeup on because right. I don't know if I look good. Right. I'm like, you look great. What right. the hell? Right. Like Ben, you're great. Ben, like, you are incredible. Right. But what <laughs> if we what if, what if we judge him through a different prism? What if we don't expect him to be magic? What if we don't expect him to be LeBron and says, you know what? Maybe he can be Draymond Green. Right. And right, that's right. not a knock on Draymond. Not a knock because on Draymond. people, you know, oh that was no, Draymond is a champion, a three-time champion, a defensive player of the year. He's been an all-NBA selection. So Draymond is a night. He's incredible. Right. $90 million contract or something right. more like that. A hundred. hundred million dollars contract. So, so what's to say, instead of saying, because we're talking about Magic and LeBron, those are transcendent players. Different, yeah. Everybody can't be that. But what if he's just, I mean, 
And people can say, well, he's a, a, a two-time all-defensive player. He's a three-time all-star. He's all those things right. that became unplayable to his team <laughs> in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, when you look at these type of players, when they come into the league, people make so much money. They all, they, because of the money, they're saying, you, you made $200 million? You're like Michael Jordan. Right, no. That, the, the money has nothing to do with the talent. How good you are. It, that is correct. Like, no disrespect to my brother, Rashard Lewis. He got $126 million. Right. Doesn't mean he might hate Magic Johnson. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know what I mean? So they got to But that's what they equate. They, they, they equate because Rudy. Rudy, Go, no, Rudy Gobert is, is, is phenomenal for what he does. Right, right, right. But right. Rudy Gobert makes $200 million. He ain't Shaq. Right, he ain't Shaq. He ain't, he ain't he David ain't Robinson. He ain't Elijah Ward. I'm not, sorry. Not, right, right. He's, he's a hell of a player. Right. And I think with Ben, you know, I think if you can't shoot, you got to do something else. Right. And, and, and you got to, like you said, Draymond Green. Look, he could be an amazing Dennis Rodman. Right. He's a hell of a defender. Right. He could be Dennis Rodman, Ben Wallace, and Draymond in one. Right. You don't need because, a jumper. Because he can facilitate. He just can't. Draymond, it's not like Draymond, Draymond is out there dragging up threes or doing, shoot, uh, pull no, it up. He's just getting but it on. But he's facilitating the offense. Facilitating, yeah. He can rebound the basketball, right, right, right. and he can defend his ass off. Right. But I, I think, I think like, with, when you look at a guy like Eric Snow. Yeah. Point, he wasn't, like, lights-out shooter. Right. But he going to make some. Right. Ben just got to shoot. Like, you got to sh- You know why you have to shoot? Because if you don't take a good shot, it's, it's if you don't take a good four. shot, it's five on four, and you're not putting your offense, your, your teammates in a, a, a position to get the offensive rebound. Right. And when I played with Phil Jackson and Kobe take all the shots, then Powell going to take some shots, I was always out of rhythm. So I wouldn't shoot. Right. Because I'm out of rhythm. Right. But then Brian Shaw would say, yo, you got to take a shot because it's, it's in rhythm. So Ben Guy, he has to take those in rhythm right. shots. Even if, even if he shoot air ball, you must take him. I looked, I checked his numbers. They played 11 playoff games. He took one shot outside of the paint, and that was the end of the quarter. I, how you, Meta, how? I'm not, I'm not upset at that. What I'm, what I'm really upset about, if anything would have been, when he, he did have a layup. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not upset because he didn't, well, if I was his teammate, I would have been, you got to shoot that. But I, I'm more upset because you got to break through Whatever you're mentally. going through mentally. And work on it. Right. Like, don't be listening to everybody else. Right. Go and smoke up your ass. Every athlete been through it. Where they had to seek therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. Sports therapy. Right. Sports therapy the most amazing thing ever. That's why they have it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he should really seek it. It's not that he's psycho or that he got, you know, he's crazy. It's that right. sports therapy is normal. And he should really consider it. If I could bring a 26-year-old Metal World piece back right now. Says, okay, 26-year-old, and you can go play for any team. Oof. Who are you going to play for? Oh, no disrespect to anybody. Um, I'm competitive. Right. At 26, right. I don't want to play with no All-Star. <laughs> well, you know you're not going to win no championship, right? I'm going, I'm going to championship. How you going with the championship? Every, every team I played for in the playoffs, every team that I played went to the championship. You're not beating Brooklyn if they're healthy. You're not beating Golden State if they're healthy. You're not beating the Lakers if they're healthy. You're not going solo. I understand you, Michael Jackson, but they got the Beatles over there. They got the Eagles over there. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you, if you look at the stats... When I played against a, a lot of great players, no disrespect. Right. Sometimes they get 30, 40. That sounds yeah. good. But look at the other games. Right. And those numbers was very low. Right. <laughs> so you want to come back. So it seems to me you got a problem with the great players in today's game linking up. You don't I don't like have that. a problem with it. You don't have a problem Just with it? Just personally, me, you know, I, I told a story a couple times. Um, and I tell it because I'm honored. Like, so LeBron James hit me up one time. And when he with the Cavs. Right. And I remember I was excited because LeBron hit me. I'm a big right. fan. Even though he's younger, right. I was a big fan. Right. But, but before that, I didn't want to play with Kobe, R.I.P. Kobe. I didn't want to play with LeBron. I didn't want to play with T-Mac. I wanted to play against, against these him. guys. So when LeBron hit me to come play with the team, I was like, um, I can't come play. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, because of many reasons. But I, 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 can't, I can't come. And then, and then I was trying to go to Detroit or Indiana. That's where right. I wanted to go. Right. So that, that just, that's just in me. Right. But then I, when, when no teams wanted me, you after go that, I didn't call back LeBron 
So then the Lakers call. I said, I got to just go because I don't know if I'm going to get a contract. Right. But it's not in me to play with anyone. Right. Because I've chewed a lot of people on, on, in the game. Like, I, I, you know, on, you know, I bust a lot of people's ass. Right. I don't need to play with All-Star at all. So, man, I want to thank you for coming out. Yes, so I want to appreciate you taking time out of your day to stop in, have some conversation, have a drink with us. I Absolutely. really appreciate it, bro. Thank you. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why all my life. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.